Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one napa right now only at napa AAA members get a 20 percent discount so you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries brake pads and more meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem bravo that's 20 percent off for AAA members quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores exclusions apply may not be combined with other offers offer ends 331.20 five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life and now it comes in two great tropical flavors strawberry banana and tropical burst they're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. But if Bill Belichick saying he knows nothing about it, they've never seen anything you know, with the videotape, I find that really surprising. This is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick's show. Boys are here, ready to go. We had a light dusting of snow here in the Northeast. Kind of nice. Not enough to make a snowman, but maybe some snow angels. But uh, welcome to the program. Gang's here, ready to go. Tony Dungy will join us coming up in a little bit. We'll check in with Lane Kiffin, the old Miss head coach, and Emmanuel Sanders, one of the stars of the 49ers. Great season. will join us a little bit later on as well. Your phone calls, emails, tweets, always welcome. We'll have a play of the day, stat of the day. McLovin has the honors of a poll question coming up in a little bit as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, Twitter handle with DP-SHOW. A lot of tweets today, and it uh, has to do with what the Yankees did with Garrett Cole. Get to some of those tweets coming up. But the evil empire is back. The Yankees signing Garrett Cole to that nine-year deal worth over $320 million. And it's a move that's reminiscent of New York towards the end of the George Steinbrenner era. And the reality is there are a lot of teams that hand out huge contracts now. But the evil empire, it's really about rooting against the Yankees. The uh, and, and when you start to think about it, how many teams do we have that you root against? You know, the Yankees used to be a team that you rooted for, rooted against. You know, when you're not winning championships, then people don't start to look at you. They look at you differently. You know, the Yankees were the evil empire because they were the team to beat. Duke basketball was an evil empire. You rooted against them. Notre Dame football. You know, there's a handful of these teams, franchises, schools. You know, the Golden State Warriors, they were considered uh, that evil team. You either rooted for them or against them. But you need bad guys. Sports needs it. You need rivalries. And you look at the NBA this year. You don't really have anybody that you go, and I don't like that team. I mean, the Clippers, I don't think you have any animosity towards them. The Yankees, uh, you, you know, you're looking for a team that's like the Yankees now. Uh, you can look at the Lakers, maybe. 
But even then, you're going, I don't dislike Anthony Davis. They haven't won in a while. LeBron, that's a good season here. Milwaukee Bucks, are you rooting against the Greek freak? You know, maybe the Rockets to root against, but you need bad guys. You need that evil empire. That's why people dislike the Patriots so much, because they're good. I don't think anybody hates the Padres because they signed Manny Machado. But New York, when New York is good, it's good for baseball. And I don't know if Garrett Cole pays off for nine years, you know, $320 million. But if it does work out over the next, you know, three or four years, uh, the rest of baseball is going to once again have somebody to root against. I think it's great. Uh, I thought the Yankees were going to get him. I know the Angels were in there, didn't want to go above $300 million. Dodgers were in there as well, but the Yankees needed him. And what the Yankees have done, and I applaud them, they, they've actually developed a great farm system. And they've done this before. And Brian Cashman does a great job. You know, you, you have these players that they've developed, great prospects. Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino, Luke Voigt, Aaron Hicks. But sometimes you just go, we got to get somebody who's a difference maker. We not, might not be able to develop this kind of uh, player, this kind of pitcher. Now, the Yankees, ironically, did draft Garrett Cole out of high school. He decided that uh, he was going to go to UCLA instead. The circuitous route to get to the Yankees. How about that, McLovin? Circuitous. Wow. Thank it's you. Be that kind of day, isn't it? I don't it? know what it means, but it's circuitous where he's Started with being drafted by the Yankees, and then he got to uh, UCLA, and then the Pirates, and then the Astros, and now with the Yankees. I think that's the circuitous route here. That means like roundabout, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. A roundabout way of getting to the Yankees. Yes, Paul. A route or journey longer than the most direct way. Okay. All right. Thank you. Look at me. Mr. Thesaurus today. Yes, Did you work at Circuitous City back in the day? No. Cincinnati? Circuitous. Circuit City. Oh, Circuit City. I've channeled Fritzy for that line. It's a oh, no, no, no. He, yeah. he already sent me cheesy headlines. And I and I, I had to throw myself on the sword here. I, I can't let you do these headlines, Todd. They were like kind of a like sports center cheesy lines that a sports center anchor might use. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I think you're trying to blame it on sports center. And I would just blame yourself. There's some bad ones in here. So I'm going to protect you from you, okay? Fair enough. All right. You guys want to hear any of these? Want to. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, I don't want to do this to you. I, I, I got to. All right. Shouldn't have brought it up then. Well, he just sent them to me, so I'm, I'm sort of on the air talking and then reading his headlines as well. well they're fresh and bad. All right. Like, think of an anchor using one of these with will explain at the end of it. No, no, no. I, kind of, I, it's, it's not really a mock headline. As opposed, that's, I was oh, it's a tease? It was kind of a, more of a tease. I don't really a little tease and bump unit. Oh. And your brother worked in the tease and sure bump did. unit at ESPN. Years. But, yeah, this is like if you're like a, one of those up-and-coming ESPN news guys trying to mm. you know, say something clever, you would say one of these. And then no, say, no, no, it's not clever. It's not clever. Or, or attempt at Attempted. cleverness. Okay. Who are you going to call Yankees bust bank to grab Garrett? We'll explain. I, you know what? I, I, I don't want to be associated with this. I'm, I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you do it. i got to distance myself from Fritzy's mock headline. You didn't like who you're going to call? You didn't like the Ghostbusters thing. Todd, I already I, – I, okay. move on. I had a, you're a, on the air. A bar of booze? Is Super Agent Scott ruining baseball? We'll explain. 
Okay, Scott Boris. A Boris of booze. Instead of a chorus of booze. Okay. Uh, Is Le'Veon Bell in a bowl lot of trouble? We'll explain. He went bowling and he had the flu. Okay. He still went bowling and stuck his uh, flu fingers. And I'm the one that gets everybody sick, but Le'Veon Bell could stick his flu fingers into the holes of bowling balls. For That's next. Trey Magnifique, a young mistake. Okay, Trey Young. But doesn't he have to explain that? We'll explain. We'll explain. Okay. And then you come back. Oh, he said it was over. The game wasn't over. What he That's the we'll explain part. We don't have time for that now. I don't have the footage, and I, I don't have a co-anchor to play off of. Let's go. They're crafty. Who bungled camera shooting Cincy? All right, the Bengals situation. We'll explain. Yeah, right. And my other one was Raiders of the Lost Art. Texas Tech uses D to beat number one. We'll have that when we come back. Yep. Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, I got that. There was a movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And defense is like a lost ark with all the three-pointers in the world of basketball. Thank you, Todd. Um, yes, Paul? We just got a cease and desist order from SportsCenter. <laughs> they wanted to distance themselves. Oh, so those are Todd's uh, cheesy headlines. I don't know where I was. I think it's about, you know, hating the Yankees, and that means the Yankees. Can I start over? Can I ruin this whole Yeah, welcome segment? to the program. Gang's all here, ready to go. Tony Dungy will join us. Lane Kiffin and Emmanuel Sanders. Hey, how about that evil empire here? Here come the tweets. Please don't let Twitter do much. Headlines or sports center lines ever again. Killing you guys. Uh, I don't know where that voice came from. Ever again. <laughs> my social media angry living in the basement, unemployed. I got you, you don't have to live in a basement to not like your headlines. That is true. And see, once again, now you're picking on the bloggers who live in the basement. Why do you let him keep doing this? Here's your lane. I think we always had that voice of, uh, hey, Fritzy, uh, those suck. Those aren't any good. That's sort of my voice of, yeah, of the people. Yeah. Yours sounds. Much more of an angry, like, yeah. I'm bitter at the world that I got to lash out at something. Uh, this program, I believe, is still brought to you by True Car. They show you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So, Garrett Cole. Got that contract, uh, nine for 324, Strasburg seven for 245. And then I go, what, did, what is Jacob deGrom getting? What did he sign for? Five for 137. Mm, man. So you could give him two of those contracts, and it's still not what uh, Garrett Cole is getting. And then who was his agent when he negotiated this? Isn't that the man who is currently the GM of the Mets? Yes, McLovin. By the way, five for one thirty-seven. Poor guy. I mean, how's he going to afford dinner with that? Well, no. I. But you're still. Yeah. You, you have to be looking at this, going, "Oh my God." And, yeah. And and he he wasn't a free agent. They just gave him an extension. He's won the Cy Young back-to-back years. And Brody Van Wagenen was his agent, and then then now is his GM, right? Yeah, but did he negotiate that deal? He must have. Yeah. Yeah. And then he became. He, there was no conflict of interest on that, right? He didn't know he was going to be the Mets GM when he signed that deal, did he? Yes. And, and DeGrom will be a free agent next year? Or did he? No, it was a five-year deal. Oh, my God. When did he sign this deal? Was it last year? Oh, he was going to be a free agent, and he signed the five-year deal. Five wow. years for 137. Has it changed that much from this offseason to last offseason? Uh, apparently. There's no collusion. I don't. I don't think that any of these agents can go. Oh, these uh, owners are colluding here. Yeah, Paulie. It appears they have Degrom for 2020, 2021, 2022. His earliest out as a player option is 2023. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
five for 137 for the Cy Young, back-to-back Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, McLevin. I haven't seen any reason why the deals are happening so quickly in the offseason this year, and we had to wait for Bryce Harper all offseason. Is there an explanation? I didn't know. I, I got a heads-up that Garrett Cole was going to sign uh, this week, but I, didn't, I don't know what, you know what their time frame was for any of this because you had a lot of those deals. You know, guys didn't even get signed last year. Uh, you know, Dallas Keuchel, there were a couple of guys, Craig Kimbrell. Like, these guys were just waiting to be signed. And now it's, you know, Strasburg going back to the Nationals, they had to do that. Um, I don't know if they keep Rendon. But Garrett Cole, I'm not surprised that the Yankees got him. You know, I wondered, you know, once we saw the deal for Strasburg, you know, the fact that it was 245, and I go, boy, he, Garrett Cole's getting over $300 million here because he's a better pitcher, healthier pitcher, and a couple of years younger. You're going to get... You're going to get a big-time deal. And I wonder if the dollar value was the same. If I said the Angels and the Yankees were offering the same, would Garrett Cole still have gone to the Yankees? Because he said he grew up a Yankee fan, but, you know, he from the West Coast, went to UCLA, and talked about playing, you know, pitching for the uh, Angels. And that's where I thought when the season ended, I thought, you know, the Angels are going to sign him. And then I think the price, because the Strasburg went up, if Garrett Cole had signed – First, and you know maybe this is the genius of Scott Boris. He's like, let me get Strasburg signed, and then wait because we're going to build off those numbers, and that's what it feels like they did. Seven for two forty-five, and I think you probably thought you could get Garrett Cole for somewhere in that same vicinity, and uh, you you got him almost what ninety million dollars more, eighty million dollars more uh, in that situation. So, you know that's uh, what Scott Boris does. He gets those deals for his uh, for his players. All right, what's your poll question there, McLevin? Okay, uh, this is sort of evil empire related poll questions. Okay, one you could put up: Do you do you root for the Yankees? What percentage of people root for the Yankees out there? Is it fifty or is it way lower? I I like that there's a team that you root against. I mean, I, the fact that the Yankees now you look at them a little differently. Because I just didn't think the pitching staff was great. But now you've made that pitching staff, you know, now you got Paxton and you got Tanaka, Severino. Now these guys, if you're that, that's your two, three, four starter. Uh, your bullpen is going to be better if Garrett Cole is going to be your ace there. Uh, you still have a whole lot of talent. You've got a softball lineup there. Those guys all hit home runs. You know, you, I miss those those teams, those rivalries. Like it's you know, Cubs won the World Series and the Red Sox won the World Series. Yeah, Astros won. Okay, I want it back to where you're kind of going. That's the team you got to beat here. And the Yankees are back with Garrett Cole, and I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport. I think basketball's missing that right now, but baseball with the Yankees, they got it back. Yeah, McLeod. Right, how about Paul? What bothers you more? The Yankees outspending people, the Patriots potentially bending the rules. Mm. Potentially, I mean, who knows? Alabama, sort of being Alabama, having Nick Saban, uh, or maybe Duke. Which do you think bothers fans? Who's the, wearing the black hat in sports? I I have an opinion. I don't know if I begrudge the Yankees because they they have developed great talent here. Do you realize Aaron Judge hasn't been paid yet? Giancarlo Stanton, they gave him that stupid contract, but and normally, you know, Brian Cashman probably doesn't get enough credit for some of the other things that he does. Great deals that he pulls off, uh, you know, the talent that they develop. And another thing, Yankee fans always say this. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we built that uh, dynasty with Jeter and uh, Bernie and 
And I said, well, well, hold on here. You you did get those guys, but you know what you did that other teams can't do? You were able to keep them because you can afford that. Most teams develop, and then they lose them. You know, the, the Reds might develop players, or the Pirates might, but then they lose them. The Yankees have the money to be able to keep them. That's the difference. No other franchise would have, would have been able to keep Mariano, Jeter, Bernie, you know, all, all of those players, Posada, because they wouldn't have been able to afford them with that next contract here. Judge hasn't gotten paid yet. Yeah, Paul. I'm wondering if Judge is going to get paid that max deal because, you know, I was listening to New York Radio yesterday, and they're like, well, they still got to pay Judge that max deal. He had one great season. In the past two years, he's missed one-third of the ball games, over one-third of the ball games due to injury. He's a 275 hitter who averages 27 home runs a year the past two years. Yeah. He, and, you know, he's not that young. He's going to be 28. And he's, he's got all, like three more years, I think, yeah. left on this deal. And he also, the other thing is with a big guy with a long swing like that, you mm. really speed up as you get older. Look at us breaking down baseball. Uh, launch angle yeah. and all that stuff, whatever that is. <laughs> That's the hot stove league. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot more people are bothered by the Patriots right now. I think they're the evil empire. People have already made up their mind yeah. on the Patriots. And, and you know, I'm going to talk to Tony Dungy about this because I don't know if people care about the facts in this situation. You've made up your mind, and it didn't take this for you to go, you know, on second thought, I think the Patriots are cheaters. You've either made up your mind. I mean, you've made up your mind long before this. What exactly can you film on the sidelines now that you could actually say, I'm cheating? Because everything is, the coach is holding up his, you know, play sheet up to his mouth, and then he talks to the quarterback in his helmet, so what exactly? This isn't college where you're signaling in things. I don't think, unless it's defensive signals. But I, I'm not quite sure. So I want to ask Tony Dungy about this. Uh, largest contracts by total value. So Mike Trout, 12 years, 426 million. Bryce Harper, 13 for 330. Giancarlo Stanton, 13 for 325. Good God. Garrett Cole, 9 for 324. And then Manny Machado, 10 years, $300 million. As much as I like the future of the Padres, I don't like the future of the Padres with Manny Machado. But I do think that they have, you know, some a foundation there that the Padres could be players here in the next uh, two years. Uh, but I, I, I don't get the Manny Machado love. You know? I think he's talented, but I don't think he's great. But, uh, hey, that's for the Padres to worry about. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Coming up, we'll talk to Tony Dungy about this situation with the Patriots. Is it a big deal? And I feel like, you know, they already admitted that uh, they did something wrong and they're trying to rectify it. And maybe they get off with uh, kind of a light punishment here, light by... 50000 to to $100,000 fine, something like that. But I think the commissioner is trying to wrap this up and trying to wrap this up uh, maybe before the weekend. All right, 18 after the hour, Tony Dungy joins us next here, Dan Patrick Show. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's Geico. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of Geico for a long time. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out.
Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts, like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. You know, we talked about this yesterday with Troy Aikman. Would you bring him in to help run? Ed Werder said this. Ed Werder covers the Cowboys. He's as locked in on the Cowboys as anybody. And he said, why not bring in Troy Aikman to help run this team? And I said, no, Troy doesn't want to do that. Unless you go, boy, I can be the savior for the Cowboys. But you still have to deal with Jerry Jones. This is uh, from Troy Aikman. He was interviewed yesterday on 1310 The Ticket. And uh, he said that it's something that he's always uh, considered and somewhat entertained by and uh, said that he might be interested in joining a team, but not the Dallas Cowboys. Isn't that interesting? Like, doesn't that send a, a strong message to Jerry Jones that Troy would like to do this, like John Elway or John Lynch? But um, he said that, and I want to get the exact quote here, though. Um he sees another frontier, but he doesn't see doing it with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know, and Jerry's, I think, you know, he's, and Troy even said, look, the problems start sort of, it's the guy who's paying the bills and Jerry's the guy who's paying the bills. But if you could get Jerry to step away from being the general manager, which is not possible, then maybe you could have somebody come in and actually take that job and say, all right, I have this job with total autonomy. Yes, Paul. Doesn't it feel like Troy Aikman's going to get like a three-year contract extension at Fox in about a day or two <laughs> with a big raise, like a college football coach? Yeah. I'm waiting for Arkansas to give him a contract <laughs> offer. Doesn't Arkansas give everybody a contract offer and then they go back to their other jobs? Yes, Todd. And uh, also on the ticket, Troy was asked about them as far as joining specifically the Cowboys front office. He goes, I doubt it. I think that's a real long shot. I believe it's unlikely Jerry will ever bring anybody in that can help this football team in that regard just because he's been real stubborn and steadfast and that he's the one in charge. I think in a lot of ways, until that changes, this team is going to have some problems. Yeah, well, I mean, Troy's perceptive with that, and I, I think you have to go in with your eyes wide open. While we think it's a great job, I don't think it is a great job because Jerry doesn't make it a great job. You get blamed if it goes bad. He gets the credit if it, it uh, goes right. Yes, that statement was also a great way to make sure you're never going to get the Cowboys GM job. I say, you know, the team's never going to be any good until Jerry steps away. Let's bring in Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, NBC Football Night in America analyst, and, uh, of course, the former head coach in the NFL. Is that a desirable job, Tony, if it's open? I think it really could be. Uh, you've got all you need to win. They have won there in the past. You just have to be the right type of person. As you say, you have to be able to go in there and – not want any of the credit and not be mad if you get the blame. 
but just make sure you win. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson did that for a long time, and they were successful, and other guys have gone in there for a short period of time and been successful, but I think you can. Yeah, I just worry that, like, it, it feels like Jerry gets more involved. Like, like, he's not getting less involved. It feels like he's more involved as the years go on. Well, they've done some pretty good things. It's just, uh, you know, something is missing there. I can't quite put my finger on it, but they, they're close, and uh, you've got a lot of resources there. I, I would say this. It's a lot better than some other jobs. I, uh, the reason why I wanted to have you on is what's going on with the Patriots. It feels like people don't want to hear the details. They already believe the Patriots cheated, or you believe that it's a witch, witch hunt if you're a Patriot fan here. I'm just curious, Tony, what, what could I film – of an opposing coach that could benefit me because you're allowed to talk to your quarterback into his, in his helmet. This isn't college where you're doing these hand gestures on or holding up placards on the sidelines. So what exactly could I get out of this? Yeah, th- this is much to do about nothing. I'm not sure why the Patriots would do that, why they would take eight minutes of someone else's sideline, but you're not going to get anything that you can really use. Everyone is talking now. Everyone has put the cards up over their face, so you can't even lip read. Um, I'm not sure what they would get that would benefit them. So to me, it's, yeah, it's breaking the rules. I don't know why they would do that. It could be very innocent. It could be uh, just the Patriots trying to make you think that they're doing something, that you have to change your sideline procedures a little bit. I don't know why they would do it versus the Cincinnati Bengals, a a one-win team. None of it makes sense, but I really just don't think there's much advantage to be gained at all. Yeah, but, you know, it's still the Patriots, and that's where, you know, Belichick says, hey, I didn't know anything about this, and, you know, he kind of – Trust me, trust me, Dan. There's nothing that goes on in that organization that he doesn't know anything about. I can promise you that. <laughs> I said the same thing, Tony. I just can't imagine that they've got some, you know, freelance film crew and they're doing this these features and he knows nothing about that. Uh, nothing happens there that he knows nothing about. <laughs> what do you think the NFL does in a situation like this? You know, this is a tough one because, again, it really is a, a very minor problem. If it was anybody else but the Patriots, they would just say, hey, you know what, this You've got to be careful and let's move forward. There's going to be a lot of push on both sides. There's going to be push from, as you say, the the, the Patriot uh, lynch mob that says, hey, we've got to punish them and this is terrible. Um, I, I'm not sure. I would not want to be in the NFL's position. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Yeah, I think it feels like it's just going to be maybe a hefty fine. Maybe it's $100,000 here because they're repeat offenders here. And even though they admitted, hey, we did something. Sorry we did it. We didn't know we were doing it. We didn't get anything out of this. And here's the other thing that bothers me when somebody goes, well, why would they do that against the Bengals? Oh, so they would do that against the Ravens, but they wouldn't do that against the Bengals is what you're saying. It's like, no, no, you can't. You can't answer it that way. Oh, we wouldn't do it against the Bengals. No, it's I'm not sure why. And, and the explanation, well, hey, we're looking at our scouts and we're trying to show the job they do. Why are you then focused eight minutes on the other sideline? Why not focus eight minutes on your scouts and what they're doing? But, uh, yeah, the whole thing is bizarre. I, I, I'm just not sure what the NFL should do at this point. And as far as the Patriots' product on the field here, Tony, because you were in battles there with them, and it felt like you know maybe you had them in a down year, or it's a different team, or maybe they weren't as good. But 
it still feels like they're dangerous. I, but maybe I'm, maybe it's just because I, I trust Belichick and Brady historically. Am I, am I overhyping them? Are they really well, not that great? No, let's go back one year, exactly one year. They played the Miami Dolphins, and Ryan Fitzpatrick ate the defense up, and I think the Dolphins won 34-33. And then the next week they played the Steelers, and Tom Brady's group only scored 10 points. They lost two games in a row in December, and we said the same thing. The sky is falling, and the Patriots are done, and six weeks later they're the Super Bowl champs. Uh, Teams that know how to win, Teams that have good coaching and, and and a quarterback like Tom Brady, you can't count them out. I don't like their offense right now. I don't know where the help is coming from. Last year they had some guys who were nicked up a little bit and they came back. But they're going to play special teams and they're going to play defense and they're going to play sound offense and run the ball and they've got Tom Brady. Nobody's going to want to play them in the playoffs. I, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they're not going to be an easy out. But if you're looking at the best team in the AFC, the Ravens? Oh, by, by far. And I think the Ravens, if they played them 10 times, uh, and if they played them eight times in Baltimore, they'd beat them seven times. Uh, if they played them 10, they'd probably beat them eight overall. But in the playoffs, it's that one time. You get a punt block, you get something happens, a return, uh, you, you just have a, a day where it's low scoring. That's how they can win. So, it, it you know, I, I wouldn't bet on the Patriots beating the Ravens, but uh, it could happen. Uh, and, and before I let you go, you being a defensive-minded guy, play defensive back, um, if I said come up with a game plan for Lamar Jackson, could you come I'll up with it? I couldn't right now. And I'll tell you, Dan, what's going to happen. Uh, when I was coaching, we'd get all these college coaching staff in the spring that would come visit us. And, hey, we want to talk about this and defending the passing game and how do you guys do this and what kind of drills do you run. What you're going to see is a lot of professional defensive coaching staff taking visits this spring to college football. They're going to go to Nick Saban at Alabama. They're going to go to Dabo Sweeney. They're going to go in. What do you do with this read option? How do you defend this? Because the NFL coaches don't know. Uh, this has been going on. Uh, this offense we see from Baltimore, everybody runs it in, in college football. Some teams stop it well. Alabama stops it well. Uh, but nobody knows how to deal with this in the NFL. It's going to be a year to catch up. The only thing I was thinking, and, and once again, we think we have a blueprint, like Buffalo has got the blueprint. Well, Buffalo's got a really good defense. I, I still think if I can make him throw outside the numbers here, then then I have a pretty good – I have a better chance with that. I, I have to be able to contain him running. But if he does throw, I don't want him using the middle of the field. I want to see if he can be accurate and have the arm strength to throw it outside the numbers there. But I don't know who has that ability to be able to do it unless it's, you know, say someone like San Francisco. Well, that, that's the, the formula. The two teams that have played them the best that I've seen have been Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh played them early. He threw a, a couple of interceptions. They pretty much stopped him from running. But these are teams with great speed. They played a lot of zone, and they crowded the middle of the field. Buffalo made one mistake. They got into man coverage, and they got confused. They gave up the long touchdown pass on a blown coverage. But other than that, yeah. they played them pretty well. And I, I think that's what you have to do. you got to have a lot of speed to – to run him down on those options, and you've got to crowd the middle of the field and make him throw to the wide receivers outside the numbers. 
But it's tough to do all that uh, because you've got to use your safeties in the run game. You've got to make sure you're, you're aggressive tackling. They, they put a lot of pressure on them. Good to visit with you, Tony. Who do you guys have on Sunday night? We have Buffalo uh, against Pittsburgh. Should be great. Mike Tomlin has done a great job. Sean McDermott has. And it's two teams fighting for the playoffs that uh, I'm going to be excited to see. Great to talk to you, Tony. Best of the family. Yep, Yep. you too. Thank you, bud. That's uh, Tony Dungy, NBC Football Night in America, the Continental Tire Coach's Corner. Yeah, I know that I came up with the game plan to somehow contain Lamar Jackson. It's do you have the weapons to be able to do that? I want to, I want to cl- uh, clutter up the middle of the field. I want to crowd that, and I want him to throw outside. i got to get him to throw outside the numbers, and then you just hope that he doesn't rush for 100 yards. He loves his tight ends. Uh, Mark Ingram has been great here. You know, running that option, it's really deceptive. And I still think, you know, you got a Hall of Fame kicker. Like, there's other things that you got to factor in here. You know, you you got a coach who's won a Super Bowl. you got a Hall of Fame kicker. And one of their games will come down to a kick in the playoffs, more than likely. And the defense has been pretty good. You know, I, I think the defense likes the fact that Lamar's gotten all this attention and nobody's really focusing on them. The defense has been pretty stout here. And they've won on the road. They've gone against some of the best competition that we've seen a team go against and be successful against in recent memory. And they're battle-tested. You know, if you get a little bit of a cushion, you get a home field advantage. You know, you can't let New England have home field advantage. You can't. Because if they do, there's still that doubt because it's New England at home. And I know they, they just lost there. They, they've been beaten by the division leaders so far. But there's still that doubt I would have. Can I beat New England in New England? Can I beat the Patriots again? Yeah, Paul. Do you think that this will catch on and teams will start scouting true read option quarterbacks? True, because this, they run an option run off. You still have to be able to throw. Right. But do you think that this is going to catch on, or this is just Lamar Jackson specific? I think it's Lamar Jackson specific because I don't know how many. Look at the quarterbacks who are the top quarterbacks right now. Justin Herbert. I mean, two is not a runner. He's not a Lamar Jackson runner. Joe Burrow is might be more of a runner than Tua. You know, these guys are scramblers. They're very athletic. Uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. So the top quarterbacks who will be coming out in the next two years are not, you know, they're not anywhere near what Lamar Jackson is as an athlete, as a runner. Yeah, McClellan. Well, what about Jalen Hurts? Well, I see, I just don't know what the scouts think of him. And I'm trying to get my, my uh, source who's a scout to give me a read. He says he hasn't studied Jalen Hurts um, you know, he studied him at Alabama, didn't study him uh, at Oklahoma. So just trying to get a gauge of, is he a first-round draft pick here? I, I don't know. He went from, he's probably not getting drafted, to being a maybe a first-round or second-round draft pick because of what Lincoln Riley did with him at Oklahoma, which is amazing. In one year, that transformation or that talent was there. It, you know, he wasn't going to get drafted as an Alabama quarterback. But as an Oklahoma quarterback, he is. Yeah, McClellan. It strikes me he has a lot of intangibles. Like, he looks like he's a, a veteran quarterback leading that. You know, he just, at Alabama, too, he just looked like the leader at all times. Yeah, but I don't know if he's capable of doing this in the NFL. I mean, Lamar Jackson did some Herculean things at, at Louisville. You, know, you had to go out of your way to find him or you just watch the highlights. But he did amazing things there at Louisville. And he did throw the ball well at Louisville. 
but, you know, people didn't think he could make the transition to being a, you know, a pocket passer. And he's been a pocket passer in the NFL. You know, people think he's just, hey, you know, the RPO, and he runs it a lot. And if he's running, uh, you know, he's on the run when he throws. No, he's been in the pocket. I think he's thrown for more touchdown passes in the pocket than any other quarterback this year. Or at least he's up there in the top three. Yeah, McLovin. I'm thinking about these quarterbacks who run for 1,500 yards in college, like Lamar. Like Johnny Manziel ran for 1,500 yards. You'd think in today's NFL he could do some of that in the pros. Like, But five years ago it didn't work at all. I mean, he ran for, what, 1,400? Yeah. crazy his yeah. rookie year, his freshman year. Yeah, he led the SEC in rushing. I, I don't think he was a great pa- – I thought he, he was great at improvising. And he had Mike Evans there, too, to always bail him out. I mean, he put up – you know, it's one of the great seasons that a college quarterback has ever turned in. I just don't think that that was something that was – and I was wrong on it because I thought, you know what, if you can have him go in, let him improvise – and, you know, maybe if he took the game more seriously, then maybe he could have. But, but you know, he just he wasn't professional. But I, I don't think he was a great pocket passer. And, and, and you have to be a pocket passer at some point in your career, at some point in a game. And, you know, Johnny Manziel just, I, I think he liked getting out and improvising. Ad-libbing, yeah, McLevin. Well, maybe Lamar Jackson's going to blow up that theory that you need to be a pocket passer at any point. But he's been a pocket passer. Right. I, I think that's lost on people. They just think that, you know, he goes all willy-nilly and, you know, hey, my first read's not there. I just tuck it and I go. He's He's been good from the pocket. It's just he's so dangerous when he runs the football. Now, I, I want to ask Emmanuel Sanders, who will join us next hour. He was on the sidelines watching Lamar Jackson when the Niners played the Ravens. I'm curious what these guys see when you see a quarterback with that size, that athleticism, who gets out on the edge. And you're in trouble. Yeah, I'm pulling. Lamar Jackson's last two years of Louisville, he ran for 1,600 yards and 1,600 yards in, in tw- 13 games. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Hurts is at about 1,300 this year. What's, yeah. it, what, what's his uh, completion percentage? In, in college? Jalen Hurts. Because I, I think he put up some really good numbers with Lincoln Riley. You said recently that he sort of disappointed you the last month. A Not disappointed bit. you, but sort of. But I don't know if it's defense has kind of caught up with them a little bit or they play better competition. But he didn't. Remember when he first started, we thought he was winning the Heisman in September. Yeah, Paul. What a weird career. 2016 at Alabama, he threw 23 touchdowns, nine picks. Then he threw 17 touchdowns and one pick. Then he got benched at Alabama. <laughs> got benched after those two seasons. Basically, yeah. and then at Oklahoma, he's a 72% passer, 3,600 yards, 32 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah, McLevin. Also, that stat is: if you seen these stats on Justin Herbert, he threw for 67%, and like 78% of his completions are bubble screens. Yeah. So you can't even read completion percentage You're right. anymore. You're right. It's a weird stat. You're right. Yards per pass attempt is always interesting. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at completion percentage, that's one thing. It's like Tom Brady can complete. You know. What, well, he hasn't in the last three games. He's barely completing 50% of his passes. But yards per pass attempt, that's where it gets – that. that's where you, you have a little bit uh, better uh, deep dive on somebody, you know, to see how accurate they truly are. Yeah. Is that because Sam Bradford? You yeah. set all those records for yeah. completion percentage? Right. We'll take a break. Play of the day coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. 
And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts, like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, my God. The play. Of the day. Check this out. Butler down the floor for Robinson. Robinson alley you. And there's airplane mode. Derek Jones Jr. as Trey Young walks to the bench to sit down. Miami now up by seven here in overtime. That's the Heat Radio Network. It ain't over till it's over. Lenny Kravitz. The Heat were down six. Trey Young was uh, seen melting. It's over, and uh, Miami wins it in overtime. 135 to 121. Kendrick Nunn led all scores with 36. The Heat host LeBron and the Lakers Friday night. Who is Derek Jones Jr., by the way? Derek Jones Jr., the third. Is Derek Jones Sr. must be very proud. I've never heard of that name in my entire life. And Nunn was with the Golden State Warriors. And then I think that they let him go, and then Miami swooped in and signed him. And I think, uh, I mean, he's been a godsend for that team. He's He's been really good. Yeah, Paul. I don't know if you want a part of this, Dan, but I had the leading scorers in the NBA last night. If I name these players, and I think you might be able to, but can you name the team they play on? Uh, Davis Bertrands poured in 32-9 and nine last night. McLovin, I think, is a big fan. Mm-hmm. Davis Bertrands, not Bertrand Davis. Not like Diffie Joe, it's Davis Bertrand, he plays for the Washington Wizards, Dan. Yeah. He's a wizard. Yeah. Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham had 29 points. Mm. He is a Hornet, I hear. Mm. Will Barton, the 26 for your Nuggets. Mm. Is this why ratings are down? <laughs> <laughs> well, DeAndre Hunter had 28 for the Hawks. He, uh, I think, was at Virginia last year. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to be the defensive guy, but uh, they. You know, Trey Young is on record. It's, uh, the, the report is that they're getting help in Atlanta. I don't know if that's Kevin Love, but Kevin Love, I think, would like to go back to Oregon, which is where he's from. and got family back there. Maybe you go back to Portland. But I thought Utah, over the summer, I was told Kevin Love probably to Utah. And maybe Utah's still in the mix. But I think Miami Heat could be another place for him. Like, he's still putting up good numbers. He's not putting up 25-15 that he did in Minnesota. But he's still putting up some respectable numbers there for a bad team. And you're paying him $30 million a year. Yes, McLovin. I just kind of thought Kevin Love was from L.A. because of his uh, Well, I think uncle. he was born in Santa Monica. Yeah. But he grew up, 
He, I remember, didn't he play high school? He was unbelievable in Oregon. Remember he would have those outlet passes that would be full court? Oh. Like, <laughs> nobody. And, and one type stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff I like to watch. Yeah. Lake Oswego High School yeah. in um, Oregon. Yeah. So I could see maybe Portland for him. I don't know. But now that you have Mello, maybe you don't need <laughs> Kevin Love. You don't want another guy who doesn't play defense there? Oh, that would be a great combo. <laughs> there are certain guys that I would love to see guard me. And even in my age, I'd be like, all right. Like, I wouldn't be that nervous. I might get a bucket off of one of these guys. Play of the day brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Products second to none. See for yourself just $5. Ultimate Shave Starter said basically everything you need for an amazing shave. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. Man, the guys at TNT were roughing up Joel Embiid last night. Basically saying... You're not good enough to be acting the way you you. I I don't know if Joel Embiid. I think he loves being viewed as great and well paid. I don't know if he works hard at being great and well paid. I mean, I watch him and I go, "What?" I think we'll look back on his career and go, "What could have been?" I mean, I I, I think he has that unbelievable potential footwork. Uh, and I love that his, you know, his attitude. He's very fun-loving, but I, I, I need to see a killer instinct. If, if winning, if, if championships are important to you, and I don't know if they are, but it feels like the Sixers are destined to disappoint. Yeah, McLeod. Well, I mean, every night Simmons and Embiid can get you a triple-double if you count turnovers as a wow. triple-double stat. Wow. Oh, wow. There's so many, but 13-0 at home, and he killed Joker last night. Everybody is good at home. And only the Lakers are going on the road, it feels like. Yeah, and maybe the Bucks do, probably. Yeah, that's right. The Bucks, they win everywhere. That's what you want to see when you get to the playoffs is how good are you on the road? Because chances are you might have to steal a victory on the road somewhere. He's one of the stars of the 49ers, the former Bronco. Emmanuel Sanders will join us. Lane Kiffin, the old Miss head coach, will join us as well. One hour in the books, two more to go. Hey, Jordan here. I know a lot of you create your own podcast, and a lot of you already have one like me. I obviously love what I do. It's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point of success. You shouldn't have to pay fees for platform hosting, distribution, analytics, or fees to create a podcast. You need to be able to focus on producing the best show possible. Now, Podcast One, that's the network I'm on, they have Launchpad Digital Media, or Launchpad DM for short. So it's free, includes unlimited hosting, full control of distribution, you have access to a full dashboard with analytics. Again, totally free. You own everything, by the way. You own your content, you own your subscribers, no tricky stuff there. And you get your own show page on launchpaddm.com for people to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's the only hosting platform brought to you by the leading network, Podcast One. Podcast One will promote the site, drive people to discover your podcast, and if your show grows, you could even be invited to join Podcast One's all-star roster, which includes people like Adam Carolla, Caitlin Bristow, Shaq, Lady Gang, and of course, me, Jordan Harbinger, on there too. You also get access to their production and sales support. So with all this completely free, don't use other hosting platforms. Why would you need to? Learn more or sign up now at launchpaddm.com. And don't forget to check out the Jordan Harbinger Show.
Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 33120. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. <laughs> 